Hey, this is Michael. And Sherry. With a Happily Married Podcast. Hey, this week we are going to cover questions that have come in from some of our listeners. Actually, he's some really great questions. Great questions. You know, there's um, that we can hopefully talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know what? Let's jump right into it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, last week we talked about a number of things, uh, really our introductory, kind of our journey and our history. Right. Um, you know, with that, you know, you talked about having a checklist. Mm-hmm. So, one of the listeners said, the question was... Do you think the checklist for dating is absolute? You want to know, is the is it absolute? Yeah, so, you know, do you think the checklist for dating is absolute? You know, I can only go by my experience. That's what I was doing, basically, when I said it was a checklist. The checklist is not absolute. The checklist is actually, uh, it's just a reference point, actually. It was a reference point to... At the time that that we were in back then in the eighties, mm-hmm. and we were madly in love, and that so people thing of love. Don't. So if you're they not are 80s, now. They are now. They use checklists today. I think they have a maybe a, a mental checklist of if this guy does. Okay, know, so these you still things. have a checklist, whatever form it is. Right. But okay. I had one because that was the going thing back then was a checklist. But everything on my checklist didn't even line up. I mean, it was just a few things that I knew for sure. Like, yes, this this guy has got a nice number of the mm-hmm. things that I wanted on my list. So, mm-hmm. no, it's not absolute. It, well, you know, it, it's interesting because uh, I remember some of the other podcasts we've done. We talked about that because there's so many. I'm, I'm going to use women. I'm not picking on women, but I'm kind of using them mm-hmm. where they do have a checklist because they're looking for a guy to be a master of his universe. You know, you've heard that term, master of the universe, where mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's got it together. You know, she's already got her one, two, or three degrees, you know, however many it is. <laughs> she's got her own car. She's got a great job. She's already got her home place. She's got investments, you, you know. So, you know, she's looking for a guy who can match her or exceed her. So, in some people's place, you know, uh, a checklist is, is absolute. In some cases, yes. In some, some cases, yes. Some cases. But but sometimes, which I, I know that ladies are saying out there, is that mm-hmm. maybe they see a potential mm-hmm. in, a, in a man that may not have everything that mm-hmm. she's looking for, but she sees the potential of a guy going into the right direction and he's mm-hmm. going to be successful just mm-hmm. just as, you know, the, the right. start of, you know, maybe not a degree, maybe not, mm-hmm. you know, got the best job. Might start it at, you know, working at Burger King or something. Right. <laughs> it depends. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. I mean, if they're both younger, mm-hmm. you know, there's a difference. I mean, if they're later, like a lot of people who are waiting until late 20s, early 30s to get married, that's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess from a male standpoint, is a dating checklist or a checklist for me absolute? Yes and no, because it depends. And again, I go back to the moral compass. If I have certain things that it to, to me are non-negotiable things, um, for mm-hmm. example, if you've got a person of faith, you know, when you say faith, there's a lot of different faiths, right? I'm just going to use, for example, you've got you got a you know, say you've got a Jewish person and a Christian. Mm-hmm. They had, that's you know, for them, their moral compass or their values are very important. 
depends on where they are, if they're practicing, if they're orthodox. If they're not, then you know, that's a lot of fluidity in that. Right. Um, now, versus maybe a Muslim and either a Christian or, or a Jew. And mm-hmm. again, if they're holding to their values, there's absolute checklists. That's right. Then like, that's an extreme case. Mm-hmm. But just taking your average person, there, I think everyone has certain things that they're looking for that are important to you, their own values. Um, you know, again, we talked about education. How important is it that your, you know, your potential spouse or dating person mm-hmm. has an education? Then that's what, that's up to you. Right. Um, I do think some things change, but then another part of this came in. They asked the question: Is what if someone meets your guidelines, then changes while dating or during the engagement <laughs> or <laughs> marriage? Man, I've seen that. That can happen. It can happen. That can um, happen. I would say, you know, I mean, does that make a person feel like, you know, like in Ohio, we have the lemon law. <laughs> you, you buy a car <laughs> and after a certain point, you find it's a lemon, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's things you could do. Mm. Um, I think that's something that that person has to settle in themselves. What mm-hmm. is negotiable? What's non-negotiable? And if I do see change, that to me that's a flag to say hey we need to have a conversation right you know we need to have more deeper conversations we need to do what really what the old term of called courtship really courtship mm-hmm. was like if you if you imagine the analogy of a court that you bringing in witnesses right you know which should be that person's family or mm-hmm. their close friends character witnesses <laughs> you know <laughs> And you want to put them on trial without mm-hmm. necessarily feeling like they're on trial because they should do the same to you. Right. Because you want to go in there. You want to uncover evidence. Mm-hmm. You want to go through. And so if you're finding that, oh, wait a minute, did their, you know, did their IG page, you know, if they're, if they're, people are using, I think you said eHarmony or Tinder or whatever, and, mm-hmm. you know, then they said all this, but then you, you're with them, you're finding like, None of that's true. That's, I mean, that's a big issue. Some of the women now are actually, I mean, I, I would say probably back then is they're mm-hmm. actually going online and finding out what the background of that person is, making sure they don't have any kind of a criminal record or yeah. making sure they're not, uh, you know, got some activity that they, right. they want to cover up now, right. cover up that happened back then. Now, you know, right. act like they're just the right. greatest guy in the world. Right. But I, I think, okay, from a guy's standpoint, if, say, for example, when we were together and I had a checklist and then as we're, you know, it seems like immediately you got it. And, then, you know, even the short term, it's like, OK, yeah, she's cool. She's meeting it. But then as we're going on, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And again, for me, what's non-negotiable? What is negotiable? What's the, what's the value issue? Um, and I think that's just something that you talk through is, you know, is it is it a deal breaker? That's up to them. That right. couple needs to say. Right. Um, but I think, you know, it again, it op- it opens up the opportunity for deeper conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one tool we always recommend is the one by John Gottman, mm-hmm. which are the questions, which are the love maps. Love map questions. And if you've never, you can Google that, look up love maps by John Gottman. Mm-hmm. Essentially what he has a tool of, I don't know, hundred questions bunch of questions yeah. and you don't have to do them all at the same time but you know when you're on a date or you guys are talking 
these are questions that are designed that they're more than just yes or no question. These are ones that are not short answer mm-hmm. where it spurs a conversation where it gives a, a person an opportunity to go deeper. Right. So I think if you're doing that during that time frame, if you do see the changes or even before you see the changes, as you're going through, you're talking. So you can really find out during that time period. Now, I, I have said, I may, I may mention this years ago, when I was living in another city of uh, the church I was going to, you know, there was this attractive young lady. This guy came. He was there. He was doing all the things to look like he was good. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, when they got married, he stopped going to church. He stopped mm-hmm. doing all this. Wow. And she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa what happened? Mm-hmm. So, so you do have that situation where he said the right thing, sounded good. Right. And he, but he wasn't. Basically, he was an actor. Yeah, he was acting just so he can get her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he felt he didn't have a need to go anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that is something you definitely want to watch out for. Now, also with that, you know, people do change over the time. Um, and I think for each person, they need to, um, as this, as this um, listener actually wrote some additional things, that, you know, people do change over time. And I absolutely do agree. Mm-hmm. And if you are too strict, or you're too legalistic about your guidelines, you can actually run people away. Sometimes you wonder why people are single for so long, right? and they're the one constant. Sometimes you may ask, okay, what are your guidelines? Well, he's got to be blah, 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 or she's got to be this. Okay, well, unless you have an android (laughs) (laughs) that you're creating this perfect person, Mm -hmm. life model decoy, you know, for those of you (laughs) in some of the TV, Mm -hmm. uh, um, TV shows. I couldn't get it out. But. Well, the one thing that I did leave out what? in our last podcast is that what? there definitely needs to be a chemistry between the two people. Exactly. And exactly. we definitely had chemistry. And But, but we grew together, though. And we, we took time. I mean, like in our situation, it was almost three years that we, we dated before we got married. So we had a lot of time to get. Now, obviously, you were living. I was. We were living together. Right. Today, people live together before they get married. Mm-hmm. But so the but the principle still stays the same. Mm-hmm. If you're really spending time to look through that, and then I, I think also let's go back to guidelines. For me, guidelines helps me clarify really what I'm looking for. Helps mm-hmm. me clarify, you know, where where am I at? And it helps me if I don't really know who I am. It's going to be really hard, you know, apart from, you know, if you don't like peanut butter, then, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. Out. Peanut butter. Mm. I know. I just threw that out. You know, that's 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 not a deal breaker. But for some people, it could be if they've got an allergy. Right. You know. And again, Do you want to listen? You want to give any of the guidelines to the to the to our listeners since you no, brought I that up? I, I, I don't because I think that's unique for every person. But I will say, again. A guideline to me should be based on, first of all, your personal values, your moral compass. What mm-hmm. is important to you? Again, what are deal breakers? What are not? You know, what are things that if you can't see you and this person living 20, 30, 40 years together, mm-hmm. yeah, you need to, your, your guidelines, you need to, need to talk about it. Now, can you see growth? Now, again, those are the things that you know, doesn't mean the person can't grow, can't change over time. Right. Can't get better, can't 
you know, stresses of life come. So sometimes people do change just because of outside events. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I hesitate that apart from, again, going back, they need to have their own personal values. Right. Yeah, what you do? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I have some guidelines. Yeah, I know. I know you do. But um, you found it. You know, I didn't want to marry a thug. <laughs> What's up with thug life? <laughs> Yeah, which I can understand, unless you're in that world. <laughs> Correct, you unless know. I'm in that world. Yeah, even though sometimes, well, I'm not going to get onto the thug right. thing. Right. You know, uh, sometimes I still wonder, you're looking at it like, why would you be with that guy? Obviously, the way he's living, now this is an extreme case, is you're living in fear. You you know, part of it, because mm-hmm. you can be in danger. Right. You know, but anyway, we're not going to go down that path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but well, anyway. Thug life. Sometimes I think that they're attractive because there's there's that ambition, there's a that lack of fear, that you know, pretty aggressiveness. You know, a lot of it. Mm-hmm. All right, but anyway, so here's another question. Um, well, uh, I'm trying to see how we um, we talk about family mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. last week, right? Uh, and family is a sticky subject. It is. Um, so, and we kind of have to almost walk around some of the landmines, but some of them we just need to jump into, because when you marry somebody, you don't marry just that person; you marry their family. Right. Um. So let's talk through that. Um. Another question came in. It's like you talked about making sure that you like someone's family. So what if that doesn't happen? What if you love you, that person, but you really can't stand their family? Mm-hmm. That's something you and you and them, you've got to talk through. And you've got to be able to, you know, hopefully pull back enough emotionally and be able to, I don't want to say just be analytical, but if you can get your emotions out of it, you can look objectively and say, wait a minute, if I love this person, but I really don't like their family, how, what part of things? Is it the whole family or, you know, is it more immediate family that I'm going to have to interact with on mm-hmm. a regular basis? Right. Um, because again, you, you know, what do you do on holidays? If there's get togethers, do you, if someone gets married, has a baby, do you not go to the baby shower? <laughs> you, you know, I mean, those are very real questions <laughs> or maybe what is it that you don't like about the family? Right. Now we can, we can, I can use some examples of a movie I just watched. Okay. I, I think it was called Our mm-hmm. Family. It was, Lance Gross was in it. Really good movie. Mm-hmm. He married. He was engaged to a Hispanic girl. He being African American. They hadn't met each other's families because they were coming from a you know they lived somewhere else, mm-hmm. and there was some issues between the families mm-hmm. that had to be worked out. There was a, there was some you know ups and downs, you know that her father had certain expectations of who she was going to marry and. His dad was okay with everything, but there were still problems between the two of them, the two dads mm-hmm. or whatever. But mm-hmm. they seemed to work things out, and it took time mm-hmm. because the families had to work together, you know, to plan the the, the uh, wedding out. Right. And it it turned out as a good movie, you know. And I know that it's not going to always be that way, but mm-hmm. you know, we knew we were planning our wedding, and we got together. Then our families had to get used to each other, you know. Um, it's just like two foreign foreign people, you know. Yeah, you're right. Even though our parents were both African American, um, 
they didn't know each other. Come from two different cultures, right. two different, you know, back, uh, two two different. Uh, yeah, I was backgrounds. I was a northerner because you got to about <laughs> Mason Dixon line. <laughs> <laughs> In case you didn't know, the Ohio River is Mason Dixon line. <laughs> <laughs> but Mike got to right. meet a lot of my family. I right. met some of his family members, right. and a few of my family members. Mm-hmm. Probably at this time, right now, don't you know? To me, don't really mm-hmm. get along with Mike, but Mike is very cordial to him, you know. Mm-hmm. Regardless, and I'm cordial to his family members, right? You know, where we don't want to, we don't want to mm-hmm. burn any bridges or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, as we're we're sitting here, I'm I'm reminded of the biblical principle that says that a man shall leave his father and mother mm-hmm. and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. You know, that's one of those multi-dimensional type of verses and principles that you really do get to the point of, okay, say you really love this person, but, you know, their family is, you just see you're not going to be able to get along with them. You've got several options. One, if, if you're a person of faith and prayer, you can begin to pray about that mm-hmm. and just really say, okay, Lord, give me wisdom on how, what do I need to do here? Mm-hmm. Show me. Is it just something in me that's that's they're uncovering that I need to work through? Right. Because that can happen as well. Mm-hmm. Or is it really that? Yeah. I mean, they they're just dysfunctional, and that <laughs> that's very correct. Real. We've got some friends now that he grew up in a very dysfunctional family, mm-hmm. even to the point where I mean, some of the things like wow, just no support system. It's gotten mm-hmm. better, but he made the decision to say. You know, he and his now wife made the mm-hmm. decision to say, hey, my family's Jack, but this is about us. Right, right. And, you know, and he he protects her mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. them. Correct. You know, he's very intentional about that. And mm-hmm. I think that's what a couple's going to do. Now, uh, there's a second part of it is, okay, say the family issues were good. Mm-hmm. You know, they were getting along, you know, they was, you know. They was clubbing. They was <laughs> they was having the cookout in the backyard. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. they was having Thanksgiving, all the Christmas. You know, Fourth mm-hmm, of July. They, mm-hmm. they was hitting it. Right. Then they get married. Okay. And then something for whatever reason, there's a breakdown, and now there's conflict. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with the conflict? Yeah, you just work through it, right? Well, that couple has to be. And again, if there's open communication between that couple, husband mm-hmm. and wife, mm-hmm. they need, they sit down and they make, I want to say boundaries mm-hmm. from one standpoint of saying, okay, here are now our together, our family values. We brought our family of origin together. Mm-hmm. We brought our family values. But now as our new family, what's important to us and what's not so important in terms of family. Mm-hmm. You know, where you've got to put boundaries is like, okay, if I know if this group gets together, there's going to be conflict. I, I need to avoid that. Right. I can still love them. And maybe we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes I'm doing all I can in the peace within me. And mm-hmm. that person doesn't want to be in peace. I can't change that person. No. But I make sure my heart is clear towards them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to harbor unforgiveness. And, but I'm, you know, do what I can. 
And there's just some people you just you just love them from a distance. Right. I was gonna say that love them from a distance. There's always a joke about somebody old weird uncle. <laughs> you know, they was like, oh, make sure it doesn't come to Christmas mm-hmm. dinner. You know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's there. Um, but see, but here's the problem though. If say for example one of the spouse's parents doesn't like the new, didn't you know their new mate. Mm-hmm. And that, that spouse feels that they need to protect them and also protect their family member. Right. That's a that's a conversation that you and your spouse have got to talk to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, and really help them understand is like, okay, well, wait a minute. When we got married, it became us, not just you now. Right. And, I, you know, I could appreciate, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use the example of mothers. Because typically it's mothers mm-hmm. that are more involved in it. You know, if if the guy feels that he's he's torn between his mother and his new wife, he needs to respect his mom, but he needs to be more engaged with his wife. Right. You know, and 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 there's a way to do it. You know, there's absolutely a way to do it, but he's got to set some boundaries. We went back to the boundaries mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. and he's got to be he's got to be able to work through that and be okay with it. Right. Does that make right. sense? That makes sense because that, it says here on on the question. How do you deal with the conflict? So, yes, we're mm-hmm. addressing that now. Yeah. And and obviously, this is not a catch-all for everything. No. But you know, even for this, the previous question and this question, it continues to go back to that couple has got to have the deeper conversation where they work out between the two of them first mm-hmm. what's important, how they're going to handle things. And sometimes you can't solve that overnight. No, it <laughs> may take a long time. It may take years sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. but the two of you got to be together mm-hmm. on it. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I gonna do too much details, and we've had family conflicts. Right. You know, it's a, it's fun thing you talked about some of your family members that I'm a great guy. I don't know why they wouldn't like me. <laughs> but it was just something. It's something it's in something. them. It's something. In it's them. something in them that just right. it's like I'm gonna treat. You know, and so maybe it's not you, but it's you right. and whoever else they're looking at. Right. But what I ended up doing was saying, you know what, I'm going to do the best I can just to, to be cordial around this person. Doesn't mean I got to sit down and break bread with them all the time or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And resist the urge. Now, obviously, if there's something that's out of line, I'm going to check that. Mm-hmm. But you and I gone, we, we talked about it. And there's even times where it's like, well, you know, I'm not going to go. Right. Just because I know the situation. Mm-hmm. And you were okay with that. Right. And then vice versa. You know, where they, there was conflicts from my side of the family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we talked about what's important, what's not important. And it says, okay, there might be times where it's like, no, you're not going. Correct. Or you're not going to be involved. Or mm-hmm. you're just quiet. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, each couple really needs to spend time and talk through those things. I don't think any of those are deal breakers. Unless they don't, unless they come to a stalemate, and right. I would recommend if any couples at a stalemate, they need to at that point go get some outside counsel, mm-hmm. get someone else to mm-hmm. talk to. Right. Don't talk to your single friends. <laughs> 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 Ooh, that's a whole other topic about you know single people giving married couples mm-hmm. advice. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, there's some places for that, but you know that is kind of hard. Yeah, I was told by a friend of mine, which I I appreciate her. She told me that when things are going on and you can't seem to, you, you know you can't control the situation, you can't change it, mm-hmm. 
you go to that happy place in your mind and you just enjoy whether it be that metaphorically you're on that beach mm-hmm. sipping a nice drink mm-hmm. of some juice of some sort that Pharrell's playing in the background <laughs> <while you have>. <laughs> <laughs> Pharrell yeah, oh happy? oh Rachel Pharrell okay no no Pharrell the guy Pharrell are you happy remember it was a big it was you know it came out with a Anyway, it's okay, a movie. Okay, okay, all it's right, a pop all culture right, reference. all right. I'm sorry, you threw me off saying all that. I'm sorry, but no, I, <laughs> I'm learning to do that. Just going to a happy place. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, some people don't get it, and I have to go in a happy place and just look at them and smile right. and let them go on and do what they're doing. But mm-hmm. I'm going to remain at peace and happy in myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let that person bring me down. Right. And then, you know, if I do, as your husband, as I see things, if it's meant to affect you, then that's when you and I have a conversation. Okay, what can I do to help? Mm-hmm. Or just where are you with this? Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously I'm not going to try to fix it for you. Right. You know, sometimes it's just a matter of just letting you vent. It's mm-hmm. okay. You, like you're talking, I'll say, hey, you are you asking me for input or are you just venting? Mm-hmm. You said, no, nah, I just need you to listen. Okay, cool. Right, cool. right. Cool. And actually pay attention. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put the phone down, right? Yeah, put the phone down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So I think those are all the questions we've got for right now. So hopefully this helped um, those who are listening. And uh, yeah, this is it. All right. So until next time, this is Michael. And Sherry. With a Happily Married podcast. See you then. Peace out.